1: this week on jordan jesse go we invite you over to our place pour you a shot glass of malt liquor and tie off our arms let's go it's jordan jesse go i am jesse thorne america's radio sweetheart jordan morris boy detective oh jordan yeah there are days when we have guests and there are days when we have guests sir yeah
2: you know what i mean Do Mm -hmm. you follow my train of thought? It would have been funny if you would have said, there are days when we have guests, and there are days when we have ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Do that again.
1: Jordan, there are days when we have guests, and there are days when we have ghosts. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Oh, my God! It's the ghost of comedian Andy Daly!
3: Hello, everyone! Oh, <laughs> how'd you die? I didn't even hear that you had died. i go back and forth between this world and the next. Oh, okay. Yeah. And why are you haunting? I... 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 <laughs> I have unfinished business. <laughs> yeah, specifically sure. here in this studio. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, we—you've been here a couple times before. You weren't Jordan, mm-hmm. Jesse, go a couple times, and Sandy Young America a couple times. I don't yeah. remember anything untowards occurring. I believe one of you guys killed me,
2: hmm. Jordan. All right, you got me. <laughs> Jordan why did you kill Andy Daly? Yeah, Everyone... Really?
3: Thank you. That's what I
2: want to know. Yeah, Jordan. I just one of those things, you know. No, I don't. Would do you of mean, the just one of those things. I don't know. It's like I don't know. It's like when you go home for Christmas and you call your mom a bitch. It's just one of those things. You just feel like doing it. I
3: also it. don't understand that. I <laughs> don't relate to that at all.
2: No, guys. It's just, like... <laughs> guys, it's just like when there's a homeless person on the other side of the road and yeah. you just run across the, the the road and you shove him.
3: Yeah, no. Also,
2: is this not relatable? I no, thought these, these were these things are not. not these related. were Jordan <laughs> what are Seinfeld caliber. You're, you're, no. trying to, you're
3: trying
1: to make metaphors so that we can all understand why you killed me, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I thought you were a nice guy. I, you know, this is what happened, Andy. Uh, last out. last week on the show, someone called in mm-hmm. and said that she had she had just moved to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. She saw Jordan at a mall in Century City and she was afraid to go up to him because she thought he would be mean to her. Really? Yeah. Based on your on-air persona? Yeah, well, Jordan sure. is, you know, I mean, sure, Jordan's a holy terror on yeah. the radio. Mm. You know, here on the podcast, he's really something else. Yeah. He's a real firebrand and just a hateful he man. He does
3: not suffer fools gladly on the
1: radio. Certainly not. No. Uh, but in real life, I I thought that it was obvious everyone knew he's just a teddy bear.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean. He's just the
1: sweetest. He's just
2: the sweetest guy. Sometimes I'll murder for no reason, right? Or or shove a person. But but it's just part. It's all part of the act. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's like an Andrew Andrew Dice Clay thing. (sighs) He's not actually like that. He's parodying guys like that. So you're
1: you're more of a (laughs) you're more (laughs) of a
2: you're more of a parody.
1: So you're saying, or like Larry the Cable Guy. He's actually from Ohio or something. His character is sort of a sort of part parody, part homage to the sort of blue-collar Joe from the South. You get it. It's very complicated. Very complicated. So your character is sort of part parody, part homage to the, uh, you know, the classic American serial murderer.
3: So you, you commit ironic murders. It's yeah. almost as if to say, imagine if I imagine if I really were a guy you who get it. committed these murders that I'm committing.
2: You get it. I got you. It's like when people say, like, "Well, wasn't Starship Troopers a shitty movie?" And then I say, "That's the point." That's kind of like my murders. <laughs> is it? Do you usually use garroting? I don't know what garroting is. Uh,
1: Garrotting?
2: Like a piano wire
3: type oh, of situation. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: I, you know, whatever's clever. You what, whatever preferred... Whatever's the last
3: thing that you would do? Yeah, exactly, that's what you do. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
2: exactly. Whatever would be funniest, <laughs> like a pillow in the face? Yeah, like pillow in the face. Sure. Uh, yeah, you know maybe something, you know something really out of date, like a blunderbuss. That's funny. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny.
1: It seems though, Jordan. I mean, I you know Andy's the comedian, so I guess it's his judgment that we should be trusting here. I'm prepared um, to make a judgment at any time. But <laughs> I it seems odd to me. It seems like maybe the uh the cost might not be worth the payoff relative to for example like wearing one of those uh black t-shirts with the uh with the kind of uh 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 like you know um airbrushed graphic of a wolf
3: on yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like compared to that, where the cost for that is, it's not the most aesthetically appealing T-shirt. The payoff is the irony that you would sure. wear one of those wolf shirts. In this case, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like the cost is a human life.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, but you know what? Then that makes the,
3: the, when the cost goes up, the payoff goes up. Yeah, yeah. Got, always got what you raise do to one stakes, side of the right? equation, you have to do to the other side of the equation.
1: Raise the stakes. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And you know what? You know what they always say about Jordan? Anything for a laugh.
2: Absolutely. Sure. Sure. I, I do. I do have. I have a graph illustrating that exact point. <laughs> let's okay. have a look. No, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's all have a look. Well, listen. We we have audience, a, close your eyes and imagine a funny <laughs> graph.
1: We <laughs> we have a we have a lot of fun planned for uh, this week's program with mm. uh, with the ghost of Andy Daly here. He travels between worlds. Are you in ghost form or corporal form?
3: No, uh, I'm in corporal form right now, but uh, I can be a in ghost corporal
1: in or corporal.
3: Oh, geez. I am now not a ghost.
1: Okay, <laughs>
3: good. <laughs> But you never know what's going to happen. That's why you don't sound that spooky. You sound more genial. Right? Exactly. Here, watch this. No, I'm a ghost. Ghost!
2: Ghost! All right. All right. Relax. I'm not now. I'm Mm -hmm. not now. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> you know, you look... It was funny why... I wonder why we got so uh, scared, because you yep. look exactly the same. You just sounded uh, do like Do I? That. I don't have any
3: idea what I look like when I go to ghost mode. No. <laughs> no. You look the same. <laughs> Little, is that right? That
1: must be why you're so successful in the regular yeah. world. Your hair, you your hair parts on a different forth. side.
2: That's kind of the oh, only... Oh, is way, that what happened? That's the only way I was able to tell that something can change. And uh, the voice. Yeah, well,
1: yeah. anyway, we got a great show. Uh, I just found out Jordan's a murderer. Yep. Uh, we got the ghost of Andy Daly here... Uh, A lot of good phone calls, so I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. This is what you call a can't-fail show. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Proof. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. With us, the one, the only, Andy Daly. Mm-hmm. Actually, there are more.
3: There's more than one Andy Daly. Really? Yeah, I get Google alerts on my name, and I get frequent updates about uh, a uh, town councilman in Vale, Colorado, who shares my name. Right. What's he up to? He's very, very controversial figure. Really? <laughs> well, he was the head of Vale Resorts for a while, and mm-hmm. now he's on the town council. And uh,
2: so maybe he's uh, his his interests are.
3: Yes with yeah, w- yeah, exactly. The various resorts. It sounds like uh, areas. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Vale Resorts runs the town.
1: Mm-hmm. And, is that uh, why you often go by like Andrew Daly, like the
3: East India Company <laughs> kind yes, of back in the day? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I go by Andrew Daly when I don't want to be confused with the Vale Town like Council.
1: Like, let's say you're running for uh, col- the town council in, in Colorado Brecken Springs, Ridge,
3: maybe. <laughs> right. Exactly. I would definitely go by Andrew. <laughs>
1: right,
3: yeah.
1: Sure, because otherwise you're just the one with the glasses, the <laughs> right. Andy Daly mm-hmm. with the glasses.
3: I don't know what this Andy Daly looks like i should i should look for him that's worth looking i'm sure he has Mm -hmm. similar
2: problems probably at town council meetings people are yelling out for him to do lines from semi-pro
1: yeah you're probably right
3: oh
2: Mm -hmm. it drives him crazy are you
1: andy daly or andrew daly on on your new television program andrew daly uh i don't i don't like like it it. you don't don't like like it it. i'm a strong andy
3: daly partisan most most Mm -hmm. of the time when i ask people's opinion what i get is andy daly you seem to like andrew daly i don't know i i I don't like to decide. And that seems like that, <laughs> that
1: is the name. That's you know what the, I mean? That is the that's, that's what's on the birth of the, certificate. That's one of the bedrock principles of uh branding is don't decide. Don't decide. Yeah. Yes. If you're looking to market yourself or a product Let the customer
3: decide what it is. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> That's why sometimes Mountain Dew comes in a can, and sometimes it comes like in a box. Yeah, <laughs> a box of Mountain Dew. Yeah, You're just yeah. freely sloshing around in there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. and and that one is actually called
1: Fresh Spring. Oh, that's the box one is called Fresh Spring. Mm-hmm. Same formula. Comes in a box serious? and it's called Fresh
3: Spring. No, no. no oh no, 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 man, he don't. sold me on it. I didn't believe it when you said it,
1: but then he. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. yeah. Well, I've got the gravitas. <laughs> Better diction too. <laughs> Wait. So okay. So let's talk for a second about your new television program. I've I watched the television pilot for Andy's new show Eastbound and Down. And when mm-hmm. I say Andy's new show, Andy is a co-star on the show. I think co-star level. I'm a credit. member of an ensemble.
2: Yeah, you, yeah, it's like the Carol Burnett show.
1: Oh, I don't know if that's quite right. You're sort of like <laughs> Carol Burnett, right? No, no, no. It's different. Uh, uh, Tim, <laughs> Tim Conway. <laughs> I'm uh... Would you say you're more like Carol Burnett or more like Tim Conway? Oh
3: geez. If I had to choose between the two, I guess I'd go Conway, but it's again it's not (laughs) very similar to that.
1: (laughs) Can I ask you how you're how are those golf videos you've been doing going? You know where you're it's like it's like hijinks but with a golf theme?
3: Yeah. Dandy on golf. Did they dig a hole? Uh-huh. For Dorf, or <laughs> did he just put his legs behind him and then they cover him with astroturf
2: or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't
3: tell. Yeah, haven't <laughs> <How laughs> spent a lot do? of time
2: with the series. <laughs> if there's a nice DVD with the behind the scenes <laughs> yeah, making up Dorf, yeah,
3: it's it's exactly how long it takes to explain fiction. how they <laughs> did that. <laughs> it's just it's it's either just one guy going, yeah, we dug a hole, or a guy going, yeah, he puts his leg behind. him. <laughs> we covered up his
1: shin <laughs> and it doesn't even say who that guy is here's <laughs> the thing though it's it's not it's not exactly like that sometimes they dug a hole sometimes they covered up his the bottom right. half of his legs mm-hmm. so there's a commentary and they just go legs hole legs yeah hole <laughs> you know for each scene they, yeah. They're trying to create something magical.
3: Was there something else to Dorf other
2: than his shortness? I don't
1: know. Or I've only it? ever seen it in late-night television commercials. Well, he, he,
2: yeah, uh, yeah. I think he has, you know, kind of kind of dubious luck.
1: I was so oh, I sh- sh-
2: sh- yeah. was so. He doesn't go- he doesn't like succeed or like you know do average <laughs> at golf. I think he'll you know get pulled behind the golf cart or something. Oh, yeah. Is
3: he a bit of a Mr. Magoo? Yes,
1: yeah. Okay, yeah. I felt like I I spent like the years from age fifteen to age now, yeah. just spending at least twenty five percent of my time being amazed that those are actual professional comedy performers, well regarded by many people. What are uh, the dwarf guys? Oh, is there more than one? There's Tim, it's Tim the Conway. Tim Conway, and then there's a, but then there's another dude who's in it. That's oh. one of the Carol Burnett Show guys, I think. I'm Again, I'm basing this on yeah. f- faded oh. memories of television infomercials. Well, we need to get to the bottom of this. But they just struck me. I assumed that they were like... Wh- when oh. I saw those commercials, I, never, I didn't know the Carol Burnett Show from A Hole in the Wall. I just assumed they were like earnest. Like <laughs> it was like something that had happened in a local television car dealership commercial oh, yeah. that they'd put together some videos that they were selling directly to the consumer. Yeah. Nope,
3: that was the cream of the crop of seventies comedy talent.
1: <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, anyway, speaking of the cream of the crop of comedy talent, so Andy Daly's new show
3: is called
1: mm. is it's Eastbound and Down, and it has um uh what's his face in it? Danny McBride. Danny McBride, who's who's, who's hilarious, very funny, super funny guy. It's yeah. in, it's it's uh, made by McBride and um uh uh Jody Hill who is the director of the Foot Fist Way collaborator with McBride along with you know it's produced by uh, McKay and, and Farrell this is a real murderer's row type situation it is it's, it's a, pretty incredible it's a dis- it's a destroyer of worlds it's set in like a <laughs> well hang on <laughs> It's the god. It's Shiva. It's the sure, Shiva yeah. of television comedy.
3: I don't want people to be afraid that if they watch this show, they're going to be contributing to the destruction of the world. <laughs> and I know your audience is very overdramatic. So, but uh, and also some of the episodes, probably I think most of the episodes were directed by David Gordon Green, who directed Pineapple oh, Express. yeah,
1: there you go. And also so, yeah. uh, directed your uh, your uh, serious motion pictures. Yeah, he seems that's to right. have completely rededicate. He made very serious, like a George Washington, a Snow Angels. These yeah. are like serious indie film fan, mm. dramatic films. And then yeah. he's like, eh, you know what? You know what I like making? He was just like buddies with those guys. He was buddies with somebody.
3: Uh, They all graduated from the same college, I think, uh, in North Carolina. Danny McBride and Joni Hill and David Gordon Green.
1: It's seriously like I cannot imagine a more surprising person to just to just be of the opinion that it's perfectly natural for him to be working with Danny McBride. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know how you make the transition,
3: because while we were working on Eastbound and Down, which is a comedy, I had seen Pineapple Express, but I didn't know the rest of his career, and we were I had to do a drunk scene in Eastbound and Down, and I was trying to figure out how to approach it, and he was telling me how uh, the guy did it in Snow Angels, that great actor from uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I'm blanking on his name. Sam Rockwell? Sam Rockwell, yeah. Yeah. And he was saying, you can rent Snow Angels as a blockbuster now. And so I had clearly (laughs) been given Did he specifically refer you
1: to Blockbuster? He did.
3: (laughs) uh, He's got deep connections with the Heizenga family. Is that who runs Blockbuster? Oh, man. So I did. I rented it, and I was not prepared for the the level of deep, heavy drama that was in that movie. And ended up wondering how he managed to transition from that kind of work to Pineapple Express. But maybe you're right that it was that Danny... Danny knew he was funny. Danny McBride knew he was funny and worked yeah. him into it somehow or I re- something.
1: I read a g- amazing a great interview with Danny McBride um in a, you know, one of these entertainment weeklies or something like that. And he's been in every movie released in the past five year or the past two years. <laughs> um like uh what's some of those movies that he's been in like Tropic uh, Thunder, Thunder? Tropic sure. Thunder. He was great
2: in Tropic Thunder. That's it. Just Tropic Thunder. Uh, 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 he was a got a Heartbreak I, I, kid he was in. Yeah. I saw him on the uh, the one where o- Owen Wilson is this homeless guy who kids hire to be a bodyguard. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Land of mm-hmm. the Lost, upcoming. He's in that one. Yeah, uh,
1: I seen him on the on the uh, movie poster. He's in every movie. Yeah, um, and does a great, pretty consistently fantastic job. Yeah, oh God, funny. you know what he was so good in? Uh, Hot Rod. Hot oh, Rod. Hot nice. Rod. The movie is a. It's a little bit of a mixed bag, but definitely you know it has a very particular tone that you have to kind of buy into to enjoy the movie but mm. Danny McBride is unequivocally spectacular in that wow. movie. So I anyway, see. I I read this interview about him and they asked him, you know, you went from no one ever having heard of you to being in like 12 major motion pictures and he recommends uh working as a night manager at the Hollywood at the Holiday Inn. Is that, that's that how his recommendation? That's how he says he got there. The night manager, huh? Yeah, night manager at the Holiday Inn. Oh, you got to have real skills. Yeah. And,
3: uh, you know, that's not, that's not mean, as easy as you know, it know, sounds.
2: You got to set up for the Continental Breakfast. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's
3: not easy. <laughs> that's when all the crazy crap goes down at a hotel at night.
1: Yeah, but don't you feel like he could handle it, though? I do. He's I got do. the fire in his eyes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> when I graduated from college, that was the job I wanted. I wanted to sit at a desk at night at a hotel because I thought. I thought it'd be easy, mm-hmm. and I thought I would leave my days open to audition for things, and sure. I, wasn't, I didn't care about when I slept. But that was a hard job to get because they called it—at least the places I went to—they called it night auditor, and it was like a, a hard bookkeeping job or something. Oh.
2: It was like serious business, and I, you weren't I, just doling out the keys. And that's what I thought. Sure, yeah,
3: yeah. And uh, one of the places I went to, they looked at my resume, which was an actor's resume, and, he, and the guy goes, <laughs> "So why do you want to go into hotel?" I don't want to go into a hotel. I want to sit at this desk all night.
1: The guy said, "The guy called the industry hotel."
3: hotel. Why do you want to go into hotel? I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I,
2: why do you want to be inside this hotel? That's what I meant to say. Uh, so I see.
1: I see from your resume, you're interested in a career in
2: hamburger. <laughs> what was your uh, What was your What was your immediate post college job? Well, after I struck out at all those hotels,
3: I got a job at Bennigan's, uh, waiting tables.
1: Okay. Sure. Yeah. It's a nice joint. Oh
3: man. You know, here's my advice. Are there still Bennigans around?
2: I feel like I haven't seen one yeah, in a while. Yeah, I think Bennigan's still exists. Haven't yes.
3: seen one in a while, but I think it does. Do not. Uh, this is not a place to spend your birthday. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't don't ask the waitstaff to come and bring you a cake and then sing their copyrighted birthday song mm, uh-huh. the corporate copyrighted birthday song of Bennigans they hate doing it you know what i mean like the first three uh, or four times we did it as a wait staff be like well this is somebody's birthday this is their special day i'm going to try but then at a certain point you know the wait staff is busy and then to have to corral everybody in the kitchen i have a birthday that waiter is pulling in favors from the rest of the waiting staff nobody wants sure, to sure. do it uh, don't yeah
2: so it's not it's, so it's the responsibility of the person
3: who the has person the table. table it is I figured they have to they... wrangle everyone yeah, for the exactly. oh wow i figured they give you bajers give you huh oh no yeah no, birthday they... pagers, sure. you got it <laughs> sure it's whoever happens to be in the <laughs> kitchen i've got one
2: i don't even work at benegins <laughs> does any... does anybody enjoy... like there's you know uh, if you go to uh, if you go to uh, Cold Stone, the ice cream store Cold Stone, ugh. and you tip them. It makes me not want to tip them. Right, I know. It They're required like that would, to that sing that would, a song. That would inversely affect their tips. We which...
3: work at the Cold Stone. Like it's something like that. It's to the <laughs> tune of working on the railroad, or I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. They, ugh, it's horrible, and they just seem like miserable. It's the same with Jamba Juice. When you walk in the front door, obviously, this came down from corporate. that yeah. <laughs> When somebody walks in the door, I don't care what you're doing, you say hello. I don't care if you're working on a drink and you have to sort of half shout it over your shoulder. to yeah. Say hello. <laughs> so you walk you're walk operating yeah. the big
1: orange plunger. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: It's so disorienting to walk into a place and have people who don't even look at you and just go, "Uh, while they're <laughs> in yeah, the yeah. Of doing their job, hello." Because I have to. Because if I don't, I get yelled at. Hello. Right. Yeah, do exactly. you remember?
2: It's like it's like why do you why do you feel the need to stick to that? You're clearly wearing a <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas sweatshirt <laughs> instead of your uniform to work. <laughs> But for some reason, you feel the need to stick to this one. It makes me feel uh, like a dick. And it's not a pleasantry at that point. Andy,
1: it's it's been some years since you worked at the Bennigans. Do you still, is the song still fresh in your mind?
3: Uh, Happy, happy birthday, it's your special day. Happy, happy birthday, that's why we're here to say, hey, happy, happy birthday, may all your dreams come true.
0: (laughs) Happy,
1: happy birthday from Bennigans to you, hey. Wow. That's a great song. It's pretty good. That's a really nice song, because what's nice about it is it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy, because it's about uh, Mm -hmm. someone's dreams coming true, but obviously, if they're getting the Bennigan song sung to them... They've
3: already come true. You got it.
1: You know what I mean?
3: (laughs) You... (laughs) This the, the whole reason we can't sing Happy Birthday because somebody owns the rights to it. So at your small, little, independently-run restaurant, you can sing the, the traditional Happy Birthday to you. But if you're a large corporation and it's part of your policy that a song gets sung, mm-hmm. if you want it to be that song, you have to pony up the
1: money. You have to, you have to get, the, they get the publishing. you got to yeah. pay for the publishing. Exactly. ASCAP, BMI, Broadcast Music Incorporated.
2: One of those two. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Or another thing,
1: <laughs> who
3: knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows where no birth- happy birthday to you is at no these days, rights wise? <laughs>
2: uh, Andy, to make your to make your TV show, yes. uh, this this wasn't something that was filmed like on a lot in Burbank. No, you had to like go live somewhere because it's, right? it's set
1: right? in a small town kind of situation. Yes,
3: it's set somewhere in the Carolinas, a town called Shelby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly if it, if it exists or I think it does, but anyway, we shot it in Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, which is lovely, we happened to be there uh for two well for six weeks at, at ending on election day was our last day uh or the day before election day was really the last day of shooting, so I got to be in a swing state oh. in a battleground county that had gone for Bush the last two years right leading up to the election it was pretty exciting stuff
2: where where did it go in the election it
3: was a nail biter all of north yeah. carolina uh and it went for obama and that county went for obama yeah wow it was wild to be there and on election day we were having lunch somewhere and there were these southern senior citizens sitting there one of them going this is the first time i voted for a democrat since jfk and i was like <laughs> i, I say I, I see the wind blowing i think i think he's going to win but uh, on the other hand, I did walk into a restaurant early in our stay in Wilmington. There was some guy eating alone at a restaurant, and all we heard was this. Say, he's, as he said to his waitress, he goes, I wish she was on the top of the ticket. It's just
2: like, wow. No, yeah. <laughs> That's all you need to say. <laughs> uh, I know who you are. Wow. I know who wow. you are. Well, she Wharp. is great. Yeah, yeah. She's a charmer. Wonderful.
3: Looks great. Yeah. Great outfits. Terrific. Um, I think you would have to be an anarchist to wish that she were president.
2: <laughs> I've really, I've
3: been really interested in what would happen if the system fell apart. I'm curious to see what happens
1: if there's no one in the driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh boy. Yeah, do, but, wait, but had you ever spent time in uh in the southeast before or was this like a new experience for you? Cuz is a significant 6 weeks. Yeah, it was no, a long time. No short period of time, especially when when you're like a uh when you're a mid-level character on the show, you're not always shooting the not whole at all.
3: Time. No, it was uh, mo- mostly downtime, hanging out. Uh, no, I had never really spent much time uh, down there. I, I we liked it a lot. I mean, we're, it's off-putting how charming and nice everybody is at first, but then you get used to it and you realize they mean it. They're actually, they, I think they're legitimately nice people. <laughs> <laughs> that that southern charm thing is not a put-on.
2: They like. don't want you to just. Uh, they're not just trying to get you to introduce them to your agent. <laughs> I right? know exactly. Yeah, like in LA. I, I yeah, yeah. I, I've I've run, I feel like I've run into more uh, situations like that yeah. where kind of halfway through the conversation I realize it's a schmooze and oh, then I get man. so depressed and just want to like like run off mid conversation yeah. just want to like sprint for somewhere else yeah it's
3: the worst there's also something invasive about how friendly people are like at the supermarket and stuff like that like i i don't know like a checkout person out here they're not just making i don't know what the difference is but I'm, i at Trader Joe I think they're they're told to mention one of your purchases and talk to you about your purchases just to be friendly, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't want any part of that, it's no.
3: the same. yeah, it's kind of the same as the John juice hello <laughs> it's false
1: well what, what, what do they what's why because you're because you're concerned about the the things that you picked up at the in the frozen foods aisle I just don't i just let's just do our business. you'd rather let your yeah. scallops be your scallops Yes, and exactly no you whether they're fresh or saltwater scallops, yeah, I don't care, <laughs> yeah. let's not talk about it. Yeah, let's guy. Not, not bring it up. But but in, yeah. at the Piggly Wiggly, they I'm presuming it. here that you shopped at the Piggly Wiggly.
3: No, what well, was Harris, Harris Teeter. Was the name of the Harris big, Teeter. Harris actually. Teeter was the name of the big supermarket oh, down
2: God. there. Don't you
1: wish you could shop at a Harris
2: Teeter right oh, now? I, do. I absolutely do. Beautiful. Have Harris some teeter.
1: shrimp and grits. Shrimp and grits. Shrimp and grits—the regional specialty of yep. the area where it you sure were was. staying. Oh mm-hmm. dear God, that's a good, that's a nice combo. Shrimp and grits. Got a lot of cheese in the grits. Cheesy, yep. buttery grits.
3: Everybody makes them different. No two places make grits the same way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> oh, my Goodness. <laughs> That's the kind of insight that, that Andy picked up in the in our nation's. Hey, South. these grits are different from the last place.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't wait that's to tell kind of, this on a podcast. That's the kind of folksy <laughs> wisdom,
2: you know. Let me explain podcasts to you people. <laughs> Get down off your tractor.
3: <laughs> Something's going on in Wilmington though. There people are moving down there. Uh we kept running into people saying, I came down here for a job and fell in love and stayed. Yeah. For instance, Linda Levin. Sure. Are you guys fans of Linda Levin? I don't know what <laughs> yes. that is. You don't know what Linda Levin is? Star of Alice. <laughs> yeah. a great uh, actress moved down to Wilmington and stayed and opened up a theater, and she and her husband are refurbishing a oh, historic district. So they're
2: district. Doing, doing, doing Bye Bye Birdie and that that sort of what thing? What were they doing when we Well, were I mean,
1: it, since we Noises off, probably. They but. probably <laughs> saw, this, they saw the success that Harry Anderson and Harry Shearer had with New Orleans. Uh-huh. Um, and she said, well, it's, let's try Wilmington. Yep. You know what I mean? It's just moving in, you bring your star power, the wattage of, a, of the star power of a La Show, of a Dave's World. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. Of an Alice. Alice. And you shine that light on a, a district, and it blooms. Yep, it's absolutely happening.
3: They were doing a play. She and her husband or boyfriend, who is many, many, many years her junior, mm-hmm. were doing a play where they played uh, mother and son. Wow. Wow. wow, we were
2: down there. Gross.
1: That's
3: unusual. Gross. gross. That's
1: very unusual.
2: Yeah, pretty gross. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, uh, Andy, I, I feel like I've heard you're 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 like you're you're kind of recently a dad, right? Yeah, a uh, year and a half. Yeah, I, I feel like I've, I've I've been having more conversations with the kind of recent parents mm. about uh, you know kind of moving out of their urban center to some place more kind of you know stable and homey where yeah. the you know schools are not bad is that is that is that is that an urge that you have
3: oh we moved to glendale to a pretty residential okay. little area that doesn't feel in, in any way like a city it certainly doesn't feel like los angeles however the schools are terrible <laughs> <laughs> we did do that we we did hang on to that aspect of urban life sure yeah you know we we Fair. figured we want to cling to one aspect of urban life
1: how about bad schools? My my father graduated from the Glendale Public
3: School oh, system.
2: Oh no, I really stepped in it. There's this. <laughs> How are you to know though? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs>
1: my dad will just come. Uh, my dad's lived in uh, the Northern California since the '60s, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll come to Southern California where he spent his uh, teenage years, um, and he'll drive around Glendale and just be. Baffled. Oh, yeah. It's just changed, baffled huh? by just by Southern California in general. Like, I feel like there was, like, my dad managed to get in on the. the southern california that everything in southern california now is sort of a tribute to Uh like the beach boys southern california Mm -hmm. where it's just like parkways you just hop on the parkway to drive somewhere yeah and like you always hang out at the beach or something and you Mm -hmm. like go to the diner and get a malted Mm -hmm. and like that kind of thing like i feel like when my dad describes his like youth in southern california
3: sounds like he was jan or dean
1: yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, my dad will, like, tell a story about, like, how he decided to get elected to the president of the student court so he could let his roustabout buddies off, like, more uh, easily. Off their
2: academic probation. Yeah, like... <laughs> for stuffing too many people in a phone booth. <laughs>
1: exactly. That's the lifestyle that... That's he, he
3: the
2: he Southern wanted to California. Get, he wanted to get
1: Kooky his comb back. Yeah.
3: Anybody? 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 <laughs>
1: And like uh, you know, like you, one good thing is you can get much better falafel now.
2: Sure, but yeah. but you know, like it's a weird. It's... What, more gastro pubs. <laughs> there are more gastro <laughs> what pubs. What is that? Uh, I'm not. I think it's a, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a kind of a fancy. Uh, this is probably another Jordan is wrong situation. <laughs> there's a, there's a there's a feature on the show where people call me up to tell me when I get something wrong. Oh really? Uh, what I understand.
3: Yeah. Gastro <laughs> pub
2: to me, it's kind yeah. of a kind of a, a a fancy bar that sells kind of upscale bar food. Like yeah, some it's sort like of a gourmet it, hot wings. It's like a place where
1: you go for beer. Yeah, you know, it's a beer place, but they serve. Uh, they serve kind of bar food, but a fancy version of bar food. The word so gastro like, does not get me hungry.
3: <laughs> oh, like, yeah.
2: Little, little sounds tiny like hamburger. It sounds like it means fart room. <laughs> <laughs> Come into our fart room. <laughs> I think that's what it means. Uh, yeah, fart room. I'm not you, certain, you're getting, you're actually, you're that's a, what it means. You're getting a slider with some applewood smoked bacon <laughs> yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I like
3: that idea. Yeah, uh, it's nice taking uh, you know crappy food and making it nice. Yeah, there you go. I'm into it.
2: Like a like a shrimp grits,
3: a high quality mac and cheese. I'll fall for that every time. Yeah,
2: maybe it's got some peas in it. Sure, Mm -hmm. no. I had no. I had a high quality mac and cheese (laughs) with peas in it. You are way over the line here, Jordan. You are way over the line. This happens.
1: Peas. You can make it work. Yeah. I don't know, Jordan. Maybe you should stick. You know what peas are good for? Freezing and putting on a, a like a bump on Whoa. your head in a bag. And put them on a. That's what no, peas are right. good for. You're
2: right. I'm gonna go back to that restaurant and tell them they got it all wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, we got
1: uh, so many great calls on this week's show. So when we come back, we'll we'll start in on the telephone. It's Jordan Jesse Go with. Uh, me and Jordan, and of course, uh, the great Andy Daly, who's eastbound and down, is on TV starting November 15th, I mean, February 15th. February right? 15th,
3: right after Flight of the Concords and right before Big Love. There you the go. Sweet spot.
0: <saturating noise>
2: Jordan,
1: Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris.
2: Boy, detective. This
1: week's program has sponsors, Jordan. Yeah it does. We are not going sponsorless. We are making money when we do this.
2: Why should we go sponsorless?
1: There's no need for us to go sponsorless when we can make some money when we do this freaking thing. Okay. Two sponsors this week. Number one, Throbbing Mattress Kitten. Now I know what you're saying to yourself, Jordan.
2: Is this a local improv group? Is this a local
1: rock and roll band created by 20-year-olds who just discovered Frank Zappa? No. No. That's the answer. No.
2: It's neither of those. I'm going
1: to be honest. When I when when I got a letter from uh the folks behind Throbbing Mattress Kitten, I had a concern. Mm-hmm. I was concerned that it would be a local rock band created by 19-year-olds who just discovered Frank Zappa. Yeah. Actually, I would compare it to uh what would you, maybe a Sufjan Stevens. A Sufjan Stevens, maybe Suf- a Sufjan maybe a maybe Stevens. a
2: Decemberists.
1: Yeah, sure. It's a it's a pretty folky. Mhm. Uh, it's uh, got a nice camel on it. A uh, brand new CD is called Archaeology Confession 192. If you want to hear the music, uh, you can go to throbbingmattresskitten.com to hear it. Uh, it's a lovely, it's a lovely, it's a gentleman singing.
2: Why wouldn't you want to do that?
1: Do you want to hear my impression of it? Sure. blum, I'm singing a nice song. That's throbbing mattress, mattress kitten for you. But better, it's a lot better than that. Yeah, I'm not a singer. Better. I've never pretended to be a singer, Jordan. I'm just a man. But
2: That's a reasonable approximation.
1: Here's something I am though, Jordan, hmm. a podcaster. Yeah, that's why I'm qualified to tell you about another podcast you've chosen to sponsor our program. Mm-hmm. It's called Ear Candy New York. Here's where you can find it online, earcandynewyork.com. is a three-host podcast with a great number of hosts.
2: A tri-host.
1: Especially, you know, you're, uh, when you're building your craft, mm-hmm. three is a great number of people to have behind the thing because there's always someone who has a thought to speak on. Sure. See what I'm saying? I mean, Not look at us. a lot of
2: dead space.
1: We bring in these guests because we can barely fill our time. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So we need to have an Andy We're Daly. treading water. Exactly. So uh, if you're tired of us treading water... You want something that's fresh and new. Ear Candy New York. is they talk about different stuff. They feature great music. They had a girl talk featured on this past week's program, I noticed. Um and uh not only that, they got a great hip hop introduction, uh probably uh courtesy of the one uh guy who's bills bills himself as a hip hop super producer. So there you go. And it's not, I know what you're thinking, Jordan. I know exactly what you're thinking. You think it's uh uh you think it's uh maybe like uh, I don't know. Eric Sermon from EPMD. I was considering that. That's you were thinking it was one of the heat makers. Yes, um, it, it's not. It's it's uh, it's it's a regular hip hop super producer. Yeah. It's got some nice scratching in the intro. It
2: sounds like these guys maybe do some actual music discussion, whereas uh, Jesse just makes allusions <laughs> yes. to hip hop guys and then makes fun of me for liking ska. Yeah, which like, is about the about where our music discussion stops.
1: Sure, I mean you might hear about a keek to sneak on this program. Sure,
2: Jesse may tease me for all the
1: less than Jake albums that I have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's about where where we stop.
1: Anyway, you can check out this cool show. It's at earcandynewyork.com. And of course, if you want to sponsor Jordan Jesse, go. All you have to do is email me at jesse at maximumfund.org. We can hook it up. It is cheap, Jordan. Yeah. It's outrageous. I actually ran the numbers on how much we're charging for this. We should really be charging a lot more.
2: <laughs> yeah. Don't run the numbers.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm not going that to. That is I, the secret. I like how right now our sponsors on the show, people who listen to this show, they like it. It's not some corporate arrowhead water type outfit, you know oh, what I mean? Gosh. But
2: we don't have to deal with some fat cat from Pringles. Yeah, right? You know what I'm talking about? We don't have to have the Fiddle Faddle guy coming down here and shoving uh, his nose in our business. We don't
1: I when the, when we had the Fiddle Faddle account, every month he would come to LA. They of course they're based in Boise. Mm-hmm. He would come to LA. We'd have to take him to the strip club, you know, oh, buy his geez, drinks, know, right? pay for his dances, take him to cut Oh God, got so old. I and you know, I don't know. I, I've always preferred Cracker Jack anyway, and now I can say that.
2: Yeah, without anyway.
1: fear of retribution. EarcandyNewYork.com. New York dot com. You can find out about that podcast. Throbbing Mattress dot com is where you can uh, hear some of this uh, nice music from the Throbbing Mattress Kitten band, and uh, we'll be back with more with Andy Daly in just a second. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Andy Daly. Shock shock. jock. Shock jock Andy Daly. (laughs) You're saying what we're all thinking. Shock jock Andy (laughs) Daly nabbed for another one of his outrageous pranks (laughs) on the people of the great city of Waukegan, Wisconsin. (laughs) We burned down their church.
2: I, I, I keep and whatever I. We challenged <laughs> listeners to fucking the ashes. <laughs> We're burning down the church this Friday night. Come on over and fucking the ashes. <laughs> if you let us a stick a K-R-O-Q sticker on your face while you're fucking, you get free lift tickets to Mountain High.
1: You get to keep as many K Rocks t shirts as you can jizz on. We'll
3: be firing high. them out of a
2: cannon. The uh, When I think of that kind of genre, I remember something last Christmas uh, when wheeze were sold out. Oh. There was some uh, some radio station uh, was giving away wheeze to whoever could drink the most water. Somebody died, right? And a woman died because she drank too much water.
3: Oh
0: my god!
3: I, I hope her family's listening right now. <laughs> Me
2: too. That's, oh
3: my goodness! But just like, that oh god! Is I just have hilarious.
2: some fucking morning zoo guy cheering you on while you drink water until you die. It's incredible.
1: Oh well. Anyway, uh, those were heady times, Jordan. Uh, roughly a year ago, when people were going crazy for the Nintendo Wii. Today. The economic landscape has changed. Andy, I don't know if this has touched your life in any way, but America is in an economic freefall.
3: Yeah, there is a, really is. a
1: housing crisis. People are losing their jobs. And Jordan and I on the program have decided to do something about it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We we decided Frank. to stand up and be counted on this issue, <laughs> Good while idea. those fat cats in Congress, oh, uh, yeah. the spendo push, push their pork. Yeah, exactly, and their <laughs> their bridges to, to to Terabithia. You know, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> It <laughs> was that thing—the very controversial bridge to Terabithia. Bridge to Terabithia
2: yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. What's her face? It's some uh... some people said it was a necessary public works program, and some people said it just existed in the mind of a young girl. <laughs> yeah.
3: Regardless, it's a pain, <laughs> yeah. pain in the
1: ass to take the ferry there.
3: And, hey,
2: and and you got to hire a lot of teamsters. Yeah. Either
1: way, <laughs> um, uh. So anyway, we're, we're trying to do what we can. Uh, last week, we we heard somebody who who called in who had a, a novel solution. He had uh, purchased a new computer, I believe it was, uh, because he broke his old computer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of throw it open to the audience. Like, what what's some good ideas for things we could do to rejuvenate the economy? And we'll, we, maybe we can come up with some good ideas. Well, let's, let's start with uh, one of our listeners' ideas.
4: Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. This is Kevin from Chicago. I'm calling about the what to do for the economy. Well, I graduated. From college recently and I still haven't been able to find a job so like I'm helping the economy by having companies not have to pay for me to do stuff for them now, excuse me I gotta go stand in a bread line
1: so basically you're looking there at freeing up capital mm. you uh-huh. see what I'm saying it's sort of like uh, it's sort of like when the government makes these cash infusions into the banks yeah you're freeing up capital that's true so
3: if everyone who has a job now just
1: quit Exactly. The companies would have more money to invest in invest. rolling stock.
0: <laughs> rolling stock
1: okay. and uh, you know large capital, heavy machinery, buses, yeah, okay. trucks. Um, all this stuff that really makes the economy move. Logistics. Yeah. Uh-huh. Information systems. Um, I know I've been investing. Uh, I, I've been investing a lot in uh, machine presses. You've lately. been investing
3: in machine presses. Yeah,
1: I've got three machine presses. After you didn't notice them in the in the living room.
2: No, I didn't look. I didn't look at
1: Yeah, they're I got yeah, it's. They're, sorry,
2: Jesse, we're not snoops. It's a challenge to keep <laughs> them greased. A couple
1: of snoops. It's a challenge to keep them greased. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you guys, but what's important is I'm doing my part to build the production capacity. You see, ultimately, mm-hmm. when you get an economic downturn, you have to yeah. in- increase productivity. So you need to invest, in, need to invest some capital in some heavy equipment. Okay. I buy that. Right. That's what we're doing here. We're making, we're building a new America. Let me put it that way. Jeez, I don't think I, I don't have any ideas for how to solve this economic I'd, crisis. I'm going to take some uh, job training classes at the city college to learn to become a milliner. Uh, they teach that here in L.A. at the City College? Well, yeah, in the millinery department.
3: Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> You're going to transition into something more
1: useful. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm building the economy. Okay, another another idea from Alyssa. All right. Hi,
4: um, hi Jordan, Jessica. Um, I have uh, a response to your action item about um, saving the um, economy. Um, I just bought some shoelaces I've never bought shoelaces before and I don't know and and I knew that they came in different lengths but like I didn't I didn't exactly know that so I bought ones that were too long and then I bought these other ones that were too small so after work today I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to buy the exact right length and I will have dropped about 10 bucks on shoelaces so that's it <laughs> See what I mean? I do
3: stuff like that all the time. I didn't know I was helping the economy. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. constantly buying the wrong thing.
1: Sure. Look at this. Let's say your wife sends you out for a spatula, mm-hmm. sends you to the to the Ralphs or the Vons. So you get a spatula real quick. Maybe, yeah. I sure, you're a Hollywood celebrity. Maybe she sends you to uh, uh, Spago or Lecoq S- Sportif. S- table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I was saying, Lecoq Sportif. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you come back with a flipper instead of a spatula. Okay. What are you doing? Uh, oh, I'm
3: not gonna I'm not gonna waste everybody's time by bringing back the flipper. The flipper will just go in a drawer, and I'll go back and try You're, again to get a spatula. Investing and you know what? in the a economy. Drawer,
2: try the garbage.
3: Try to put just throw it in the goddamn garbage. Yep. Yeah. And, and maybe to help the economy a little bit more, maybe I won't try so hard the second time to get the right thing either. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean. You come back with a table saw. Yep, and now each one of these trips to the store, I'm paying a parking attendant in the parking garage, Yeah, right? As long as I'm at the store, I might as well stop by Mrs. Fields and get a chocolate chip
1: cookie. Sure, right. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, how many cookies do you have? Dozens of cookies. You're eating all these cookies, Yeah. and the thing about a cookie is, it just makes you want more cookies. So you're mm-hmm. buying more cookies, more cookies, eating, binging, purging, binging, purging, binging, purging. Well, there's an idea. If If...
3: Uh, maybe 20% more people became bulimic.
1: Right. In yeah. America. Exactly. And we're spending
3: are. more because they're binging. They're binging. They're not helping us when they purge.
1: No. Mm-hmm. Well, they're helping America's sewer workers. Mm-hmm. So the point here is that we're <laughs> they're building They're getting laid something. off <laughs> from lack of barf. <laughs> yeah.
2: We can fix that by barfing America's more. America's sewers yeah.
1: are running empty. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem, That's very, Jordan. It's a common problem. <laughs> um, the point is that we're investing in heavy equipment, we're mm-hmm. building infrastructure, we're, we're retraining the
2: wrong thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Jordan, you were just retraining the other day. I I saw you uh, down at the job center working on your polo, polo match, polo game. <laughs> It's true. You you had one of those polo mallets mm-hmm. and a nice riding horse, mm-hmm. and you were working on hitting a ball on the ground with a mallet. Leaning over, you were wearing one of those nice helmets. Oh sure, nice little outfit. I was there. You don't have to describe it. <laughs> uh, but Andy wasn't there. I want. Oh okay. Our listeners weren't there. They don't know exactly. What's a listener? <laughs> <laughs>
2: talking about?
1: <laughs> it's someone that's annoyed at, at my flights of fancy. Oh, okay. Um, oh. So I think it's, what's important is that you're investing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, this I think this is a great continuing action item. 20698445. What are you doing to help build the economy in this dark, dark time?
3: Yeah, there's all kinds of ways. Sure. <laughs> Smash <laughs> up your car.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> On purpose. On purpose. You, then you got you got to go down to the big five and buy a bat to do it.
3: Yeah, or no, I, I'm saying plow into somebody else. Then you get two different garages in,
1: in town. And it helps the insurance industry. You're, yes, absolutely. Because people are like, I better get some insurance. There's some fucking assholes just driving around crashing into people on purpose. Yeah, and your premium goes up. This
3: is the time to start driving recklessly and parking wherever the hell you want because that increases city revenues. Exactly. paying tickets
1: and things like that. Yeah. We're... Look, I'm no Milton Friedman. But I know no. economics, okay? <laughs> and this is how you save a nation. Mm-hmm. Save a nation. We should also start some more wars. Yeah, how come that last one didn't work to uh,
2: Isn't that what's supposed to happen? That yeah, you have a war right the and the economy starts booms? humming? I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. I'm like, isn't that what everybody said? Ended the Great Depression?
1: Yeah. I think we should nuke Equatorial
3: Guinea. Sure. That's fine with me.
2: Or, uh, alternately...
3: Yeah. Guinea-Bissau. <laughs> if we could get the two of them fighting each other, we could just sit
1: back and watch the cash this rolling. This is what we do.
0: <laughs> we, yeah.
1: we nuke Guinea-Bissau, and uh-huh. then we send a note, like a handwritten note. Dear Equatorial Guinea, that <laughs> you enjoyed tot- our nukes. That was totally us. <laughs> Sincerely, you yeah, see what I'm saying? I see where you're going. It's great. This is fantastic. We're we're in the money. Yeah. I'm going st- to start spending money now. I'm going to light my money on fire. <laughs> That's how great it. the economy is about to be. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> what a relief. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio, sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
2: And
3: Andy Daly, the ninth Beetle.
1: Andy mm. Daly uh, is is a uh, an, uh, an actor,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: an improviser.
3: Mm.
1: He's the man behind the funniest CD ever recorded. Wow, Nine Sweaters. If you're out there, there are two things that I believe that if you don't buy them, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> one of them, one of them is Casper Hauser's Sky Mall, mm. uh, the book Sky Mall. Um, if you don't buy that, you're just a fucking idiot. I told you about it,
2: you know. <laughs> I said it.
1: I said that you should buy it. I'm look. There's a lot of great things on the Sandy Young America. You know, like my my business here is telling you about a great thing. If you don't buy SkyMall, you're a fucking idiot. If you don't buy Andy Daly's Nine Sweaters, you're a fucking idiot. That's just the end of it. It's mm. like at nine dollars or something on iTunes or some shit. You can buy it on ASTRecords.com. Just buy that fucking shit. <laughs>
2: I feel similarly about certain menu items at Wendy's, (laughs) but that's for another podcast.
1: Anyway, uh, on this program, we like to take the time to uh, celebrate when something momentous happens in someone's life. Uh we call it momentous occasions and we ask the momentous
3: what... occasions. It just felt like it needed a theme song. Uh, Was that it?
1: what what they taught you to sing at <laughs> <when something momentous laughs> happened in
3: the
2: employee handbook?
3: Yeah. Uh we have a momentous occasion out there. Please guys help me.
2: Your father beat cancer. <laughs> Enjoy this mud pie. <laughs> mud pie. Death by Hi, chocolate. Jordan,
4: Jesse, I've a momentous occasion. My boyfriend and I just got back from our first day volunteering at the Donkey Sanctuary of Canada, where our first <laughs> task was to brush the fur of some little donks. We'll be posting pictures later on your form. Bye.
2: That's a momentous occasion. Yeah, stop rubbing your perfect relationship in our faces. <laughs> everyone it has. Sounds fucking beautiful. Okay? Everyone
1: has strife in their love life, except these two. You know, can you imagine a great, it wouldn't a great episode. My ultimate episode of Dr. Phil is this. It's some couples who are having trouble. Dr. John Gray, author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Genius. And some (laughs) donks. Some donks? John Gray just passes out the donk brushes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because they're like donkeys, but smaller. Wait a minute. A donk is not a donkey? It's a miniature donkey. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> now you do, my friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to brush, brush out a donkey. I mean, donkeys are a cute animal. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But a miniature donkey? Hello, nurse.
3: How do you not put one in your handbag and, and oh, sneak out of the sanctuary? Uh, yeah. oh. I don't know how small these are.
1: Well, they have sanctuary. It's, it's illegal by tradition. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, it's the like just the just humpback in family. the church.
2: I had a momentous occasion today. <laughs> Uh, an older gentleman was in the store that I work at um, and I was stocking shelves he he looked like Woody Allen uh, like now if Woody Allen wasn't Jewish he was wearing a newsy cap uh, an old like members only jacket and he he walked by me he didn't say a word handed me a campino like those little cheesecake tasting things. I didn't touch it because the guy creeped oh, me out to no end. No idea. Walked like five feet, let out the biggest fart I've ever heard, and then just kept on walking. Everyone was staring at the guy, but he he didn't even notice. He just kept on walking. Yeah, that's what happened to me.
1: The biggest fart he has ever <laughs> heard. If that is not a momentous occasion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure, just seeing someone who looks exactly like Woody Allen but not Jewish. That's an amazing enough combination of characteristics. I
2: suppose so. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what that dessert is that he's talking about. I saw a guy,
1: Jordan, who looked exactly like he was like uh he was like a Paraguayan Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan from Paraguay. What is it called? A Campino? A campino, never heard of it. A cheesecakey thing. It's like a cheesecakey
3: type thing, as I understand it. He just handed it to him. It's a, this. That sounds quite a bit like a dream, doesn't it? Sound. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he looked like Woody Allen, but he wasn't. He looked different in a way I can't describe. Yeah, really and yeah. he handed me a dessert without saying anything, but not a dessert that anybody knows. Just sort of like yeah. a cheesecake, but by a different name. I know. <laughs>
2: it's like I was at my old school. <laughs> like I knew it was my old school. Yeah.
3: But it was really a supermarket. Mm. Sure. Sure. <laughs>
4: Hey, Jordan, Jesse, this is Josh in Seattle. I am calling with a momentous occasion. I just saw my first bank robbery. Uh, I was trying to turn left uh, off of my street when the bank, um, half a block down, was robbed. So apparently I saw a swarming of about seven police cars and big rifles. And finally when it was my turn to turn, this SUV pulls up, uh, stops in the middle of the street, and two guys jump out grab a drunken-looking fellow with a shopping bag full of money and uh, start frisking him for uh, weapons. So uh, I haven't done that before.
1: If you're going to rob a bank... You need mm. to knock back a few first, loosen up. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a fine
3: line between uh, just yeah. the right amount and too many. Mm-hmm. A couple of belts to steady the ship, okay. But if, <laughs> but if you're too drunk to find the getaway car,
1: have I talked about the time my mom got arrested for bank robbery? No, I don't think so. Oh, wow. This happened. I did not know about this until I was like seven, I was maybe eighteen years old. I was at, I was having dinner with my mom. And she had had jury duty. She'd gotten off jury duty that day. And I said, oh, what, what happened? And they said, she said, she was in, they were doing voir dire, and she was in the box, and they were questioning her. And uh, they said to her, have you ever been arrested for a felony? And she, my mom, said, arrested or convicted, <laughs> which I think <laughs> mm-hmm. is pretty much enough to get you off right there. Yeah. But uh, they said, well... Uh either one, I guess. I'll and, bite. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she said, Well, one time I well, was we're driving here. <laughs> she tells me the story of one time she was driving in her uh native town of Washington, DC, and uh all of a sudden her car was surrounded by forty police cars and they were all aiming like machine guns at her. And uh so mm. she got out of the car and they arrested her for bank robbery. <laughs> and uh apparently they sent her to jail. She finds out that uh, what happened is someone who had the exact same car as she did oh. had just robbed a bank like two blocks away from where she was. Now, mm-hmm. in the meantime, uh, while they found they The found bank all...
2: robber is escaping and yeah. robbing
1: more banks. At the time, I think my mom was a kind of a, a drug dealer. Oh. And I um, not full-time necessarily, but at least part-time. And uh-huh. sure, her car had a lot of acid in it. A <laughs> drug dealer level of acid. Yeah. Um, but luckily, her her husband then she explains this all on the jury stand. Her husband at the time, um, her husband at the time was a lawyer, so he came down. It was an unreasonable search and seizure because they, you know, she had done done nothing wrong. Yeah. And so while she didn't get to keep the acid, she didn't get it back. Right. Um, as it turned out, she didn't have to stay in jail. Mm. Uh, he got her out of jail.
3: That's uh, quite a situation there. A a, uh, a lawyer married to a drug dealer.
2: Yeah, I want to see really that sitcom. It's really something. It's really something. <laughs> you think uh, a conflict level come up because I of that? I wonder. Yeah. That...
1: Well, actually, it turns out to work out really well. As it turns out, he yeah, comes down it's... and
2: gets
3: you yeah, out. Yeah, well that's true. It does reduces, make sense. Yeah. Reduces conflict.
1: Anyway, right. we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Love it's Jordan Jesse Go and, and Jesse Go. I bet that's a. I bet that's the perfect college for what we're t- exactly what we're talking about. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. First of all, I've heard that it's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> on the popular T-shirt. <laughs> you
3: get some of your news from bumper stickers. Oh, T-shirts. Yeah. yeah. Ithaca. Yeah, there are lovely gorges there.
1: Um. Now let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about Ithaca. Jordan and I went to UC Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. There is a phenomenon in Santa Cruz, uh, where there is this. Despite the fact that, that no one who lives in Santa Cruz is really capable of generating that much tension, because uh, they can't create a physical th- uh, physical threat of any kind, too high. Uh, they're totally uh-huh. they're they pull fatty bong rips. Yeah, so it's difficult to achieve this. But uh, in Santa Cruz, there is a tension between uh, the students and the townies.
3: Town and gown.
1: Yeah, there you no. go. Town and gown. I There's didn't even rhyme. know about There's that. A rhyme. My
3: dad, my dad used to say that all the time. Oh, town and gown, right? <laughs> I don't know where he came up with it. <laughs> uh,
1: was was that was it like that in in Ithaca, New York? Uh,
3: yes, uh, I think it was. I'll tell you. Uh, speaking of your mom's experience in court, I once uh, was uh, was cited for open container. It was the first time that I ever knew that you couldn't walk down the street with a beer bottle in your hand. Yeah. It just never occurred to me. I I guess, thinking about it, I hadn't seen it much. (laughs) Yeah. Why doesn't everybody do this? (laughs) Right. I mean, it's so nice. But uh, I had to go to court, and it was just one person after another coming up and getting balled out for open container or public urination (laughs) Uh, (laughs) throughout the town. And it was a lot of women who were up there for uh, public urination. It was just it just a, a humiliation exercise of having to stand before the judge and get yelled at for peeing in public. And, uh, yeah, I really got the sense at that day, the, the conflict between the locals and the college students who just have to go from the campus down to the bars and back again. And if you're on that route, your lawn will get peed in or vomited on. yeah.
1: Or beer bottles will be thrown in it. Jordan, Jordan lived with some ladies when he was in college. We talked about this last week. Who had a neighbor who was a townie who was always trying to pick them up. Mm-hmm. And um, the way he would do it was through a sort of... Something that you've probably observed. A sort of exaggerated old-timiness way of talking. Like, oh, lady, oh, perhaps thou wouldst <laughs> like to join us for a tankard of ale. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? That was sure. his come on. Yeah. That, yeah, that's yeah. A, I think that's a regular come on. We When when Jordan brought this up on the show, seriously, our discussion forums on uh, MaximumFun.org, the thread for this week's show, completely dominated by discussion of this phenomenon. Women talking about uh, all the various weird men that have come up to them, and of course people coming up with names for it, which is what we had challenged them to yeah, do. Yeah, like that
2: phenomenon of the kind of, you know, vic- Victorian, oh. highfalutin, but not really. Like, oh. kind of pick up. For example, uh,
1: King Grebo suggested we should call it uh, call a person who does that Sir Wanks a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> That's pretty good. And uh, one really good one, uh, Renrodding, because it's like <laughs> a, a Renaissance fair
2: kind of thing. Uh, the one I really liked was uh, Bernarding. Oh, sure, after uh, after Ed Helms' character on The Office, who does this uh, oh a yeah, lot. He does yeah. this uh-huh. all
1: the time. Um, <laughs> uh, there, there were so many of these amazing suggestions. We had uh, fop-talking. Was oh, one, yeah. uh, you know, that, that one's good because it could be a noun or a verb. Uh, this was one I, I really liked. A nice... Jordan
4: Jesse Go. I'm calling about the action item of finding a name for the exaggerated gallantry of douchebags or uh, douchebag townies. Um, the simplest is the best. You know, these uh, fellows who practice that are the knights of the dork table. Collectively and individually, you can give them names
0: like
1: Sir Wanks-a-Lot or Sir Galassad. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Galassad really like it. sells it, one. right? I, like yeah. it. I mean, Sir lot 2 different yeah. people came up with Sir independently. Um, hmm. So I think that's really that's really something. And um, uh, there was this one that I liked because the thing about a lot of the suggestions <laughs> is they ended up being a little bit complicated. And what I think will really sell our neologism is if it's really simple. Sure. You yeah, know what I mean? Uh, and this was one that I liked that, uh, that was really simple.
4: Hey, Jesse and Jordan. This is Anne from Sacramento. I'm calling with a word for Jordan. He was really confused and thought that there should be
0: a term for that um, really obnoxious fake Renfair speak that guys seem to whip out to impress the chicks, which it never does, by the way. But I believe that the correct word for this is chivalry, Because chivalry is dead, but the shovelry stuff just keeps happening. And mm. they are spooning it on with a trowel. So that-
1: there you go. What do you think? Shovelry. shovelry. You like shovelry? Well put. I like it because, it, it, to my mind, it conjures images of uh, shit. Uh huh. Feces. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's go with are you that. You on board with that? Yeah, is that better than that. Bernarding? I liked Bernarding too. Bernarding, you have to explain it, I Yeah, think, it's too yeah. complicated, mm-hmm. maybe. Shovelry. Shovelry. Well, you have to
3: explain that, too.
1: Yeah. But it's a good one. It's punchy,
3: Yeah, right? It's punchy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It's anyway,
1: good. we w- when when this topic came up, Jordan and I asked people to talk to us about townies that they had met. Um, <laughs> Jordan and I have talked, for example, a, a lot about this guy named Phineas, who we were crazy about. We loved Phineas. But he had the show, the time slot after us for a long time on our local, uh, uh, on our college radio station. He was not a UC Santa Cruz student. He was attending a local community college, oh. and uh, he would often bring us, like, almond butter. He worked at this place called the Natural Food Bin, <laughs> and uh, he would bring us, like, an almond butter and, like, some sprouted bread. <laughs> and he would be so really shocked if we didn't want any, because he was such a sweet guy and so generous. Yeah, yeah. You um, bring hey, us
2: free fungal cheese, so. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> it's free, <laughs> exactly. So anyway, uh, our lives were so full of that. We got some good. We got some good examples from our listeners.
4: Hey, Jordan and Jesse, this is Jen from Los Angeles. I'm calling in with a towny story. I went to college in suburban Massachusetts, uh, just outside of Boston, and uh, one time, some friends of mine were at Dunkin' Donuts really late at night and they came across this group of county guys and had struck up some kind of idle conversation when one of the guys goes okay okay that's enough you guys want to come back to my place you got boobs i got booze put them together we can have a party
2: <laughs> uh, there you enough. go that's enough huh? at dunkin donuts too <laughs> well, that's, that's perfect right that's a place for that to happen that's <laughs> a
1: county <tiny> home run <laughs> that is truly majestic that's okay amazing. here we go we got another oh, we got some more awesome ones mm-hmm.
4: Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. This is Stace calling from uh, Virginia. You were asking about weird stories with uh, townies in college. When I was a senior at Northern Illinois University, I had a neighbor who was, I guess, well, he was probably in his 40s, but he looked like he was in his 60s. But he was a really nice guy, never really hung out with him. And then one afternoon, he invited me over for a drink, and I thought, well, you know, seems like a nice guy. We'll go try it out. Walked into his place, and, um, well, first weird thing was that there were porno magazines all over the floor and all over the couch and they looked used so that was a little creepy decided I wasn't going to stay too long he poured me a uh, a shot out of his 40 which was the third weird thing mm. and um as I was kind of desperately looking for my escape route I turn around and he's sitting there in a chair with a spoon and a lighter and his arm tied off wow uh, at which point I uh Remember that I had to be somewhere and and politely excuse myself. But uh, that was my strangest county experience in college. I'm sure your listeners have uh, far more bizarre ones. Loving the show. Keep it up, guys. Bye-bye.
1: Wow. Seemed like a nice guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Invited him over for a shot of malt liquor. Yep. Uh, Get high and jack off. (laughs) <laughs> That's
2: what he invited Just him a over typical for. Typical evening
1: at home with a buddy. Hat trick. <laughs> we call a hat trick. And <laughs> neighbor's coming over, and if we talked Jordan, the one one thing that happened, uh, Jordan, were you in that car with with Tyler when we picked up that hitchhike that hitchhiker? With well, Jordan, our, our buddy Tyler used to f- f- overfill his. Uh, he drove this Lincoln Town car. Beautiful
3: um, car. Um, a beautiful yeah, a Lincoln machine. Town
1: car, and it was uh, it was sand it was drip sand drip painted like you would do your bathroom cabinets if it was 1989 uh-huh. and and you were uh and you were going for like a southwestern theme like a taos theme um it was like painted with sort of like a tan primer and then dripped yeah. with like different colors i don't know why you did that um, but he had this full car full of people and there's different places in Santa Cruz where people hitchhike automatically with a, between two different Tyler pulls over, picks up this guy, the guy like piles into this already full car, which he thinks is pretty weird because it's full of dudes and he doesn't say anything and, and we're all just kind of laughing and, and joking, sharing fun. And, and, uh, at one point the guy just looks up, this is maybe five minutes into the ride. The guy's been silent besides like a thanks when he got in. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just driving along. He just looks up and he goes, so, do you guys pull fatty bong rips? Nice. <laughs> that, nice. I think, is Santa Cruz. I think we, we've talked about it on the show, but to, in my mind, how could you top the pull. man who yeah. has nothing to say? Yeah. He's silent for five or ten minutes, and he's just like, hey, I'll run this by him. <laughs> you know,
3: what... He's Quick. trying to figure out the way to ask that hey, whole time. Hey, you guys I like guess. The
2: Simpsons? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Simpsons <laughs> is funny. You guys pull fatty bong rips? I had a weird creepy townie experience. What was that? Uh there were, I knew a couple of townies through local theater. One of whom seemed like a normal enough guy and the other one was just weird. Just like... Local
2: theater is like a real good place to find those. Yeah,
3: yeah. These are, yeah. In a small town, people who are just, I got the theater bug. I got to go out and audition. Yeah. Anyway, this, one of them was just just like... He was just a little too friendly and a little too hyperactive and just somebody that you know you want to avoid. Well, one day, I went to the post office to buy some stamps, and there was a scale there, and just for fun and curiosity, I weighed my wallet. Uh, I think it was three and a half ounces. I just... So I, you know, I did yeah. the thing with the scale and evened it out and hmm. weighed my wallet, and then I left... I left without taking my wallet with me. So somebody came in after me and saw the scale with a wallet on it, perfectly weighed out, And even scale, Mm -hmm. which must have been strange. They chose to take the wallet. Sure. And years later, the one townie I knew, Steve, the normal guy, uh, sends me in the mail my driver's license with a note attached saying that he was over at the other guy, the weird guy's house, lost some change in that guy's couch cushions, went searching for it, and found my driver's license there.
2: Creepy, right?
1: Isn't that odd? That's, like, intensely upsetting.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Wow.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. What
2: up in there? Uh, Jiminy Christmas.
1: Okay, so this is another. This one's another. With the ladies, it's always a pickup story. Uh, So many of these.
4: Hi, this is Anna in uh, Brooklyn. And I went to college in Wisconsin. And in Madison. And there are not really townies, but there are a lot of sort of transients that hang around the downtown area who like to yell out things at college girls. And the best one that happened was actually not to me, but to my friend. She was walking and this guy, as she walked by, went, mm, you look so good. I'll put some hot sauce on you. And she normally ignores these kinds of comments, but the hot sauce caught her attention. And she started turning and was like, what? And he was like, Girl, you know what I mean. Hot sauce. And he opens up his jacket, and in his inside pocket, he has a little bottle of hot sauce.
1: It was amazing. In case he meets a hot chick. In case he meets a chick and he wants to put some hot sauce on her. And he's not just. This is
3: not idle talk. He's got the hot sauce. He's ready
1: to go. Back
3: up his pickup line. If
1: you (laughs) heard this, if someone said this to you, you would assume it was metaphorical. Yeah. He was talking about uh, the kind of hot sauce that a man generates. Oh, jeez. Mm, you know?
2: Yeah, right? I, did, I wasn't thinking that. Uh, yeah, sure. But, yeah. Or, yeah, or, or at that. least that they would... Girl, marry. you're so Sorry, hot, Andy. I'm going to ejaculate on you. Yeah, or at least uh. you're, you look so good,
1: I could eat you, yeah. M- metaphorically.
3: Yeah. Mm, I cause... wouldn't think that much about it, I guess. If I heard that, I would just think, oh... Hot, spicy. You're, you're working in that area. Sure, right, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: this man carries glow, it.
2: Kind of a Gloria Stefan. It's yeah. like
1: a guy. Mm-hmm. It's like a guy selling fake Rolexes inside his jacket. You know, like, hey, yeah. You want to buy a watch? Right. Only he's got a hot sauce there to display yeah. in case anyone responds to his borderline nonsensical pickup line.
2: <laughs> he's prepared to literally put hot sauce. <laughs> he's on a woman. ready to deliver. I don't know if that ever like happened. He did that, and he's like, the one's like, Nah, I wasn't gonna fuck you until I saw that bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> Maybe there was
1: just a traumatic point where like there was just a really hot chick. Like one yeah. time uh one time, you know, like uh Twiggy was in town in 1969 and uh and she was walking past and he said, "Hey girl, you look so good. I could put some hot sauce on you." And she said, "Okay,
3: let's do it." Let's go. Where's the hot sauce? I got
1: 3 minutes before my shoot starts. <laughs> you know what I mean?
4: Yeah. And he didn't have any. Hey, Jordan and Jesse. It's David from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm um, calling in response to your townie college thing. I didn't think I would qualify since I went to college in the same town I live in, Milwaukee. However, you mentioned people that own crystal stores. When I was at the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, there was a crystal store, uh, not too far from where I went to college. Uh, it's now out of business. And during the time I was there, I found out that the woman who owned it was trading crystals to my mother, Narcotic prescription medication, mm. antipsychotics specifically. So, fun with Townies. Thank you very much.
1: That's magical. That's the bar. If system. anyone says that crystals <laughs> are not magic. <laughs> If anyone says you can't balance yourself out with crystals... Yeah, really. If anyone
2: says they can't get you perkadan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hello! The poor guy's mother!
3: You're right. Crystals make a lot of false promises. But, uh, yeah, if, if, I, if anyone tries to sell me a crystal promising that it can get me prescription meds, I'll know it's true.
1: But mm-hmm. his mom was on the right side of that transaction. It is better to trade uh, your prescription medication for crystals than it is to trade crystals for prescription meds?
3: Well, because the, the crystal person then I think is sort of admitting that their crystals are maybe uh, you know, they, they don't have medicinal value in and of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, these are bullshit.
1: <laughs> okay, anyway. Some drugs. They need to be traded for actual science. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
0: La, la, la.
1: La, 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 la. Jordan Jesse go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andrew Daly, boogeyman or bogeyman. <laughs>
3: Either one, no. bogey. I Either pick bogey. One. Bogey, bogeyman. Yeah.
1: All right. That's because you're because
3: you're a bit of a duffer. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right?
1: Well,
3: Out I, on the golf course. I see it written bogeyman, a real bogeyman of the left, and uh, mm. and sometimes people pronounce it that way. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I've always heard boogeyman.
1: Well, that's because whoever they're referring to is bad at golf. Is that it? I say yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. I say that's the difference. The boogeyman... (laughs) And we're back to Dorf. The boogeyman (laughs) is a man who comes in the night to steal your soul because you are a poorly behaved child. Yeah. uh Or to torment your dreams. Yeah. Uh, the bogeyman mm-hmm. is a guy who's had a bad string of luck on the course. Is that right? He's Too losing much...
2: money left and right. <laughs> Too much mimosa <laughs> Yeah, before he gets out there.
1: Yeah, maybe he, should, uh, yeah. Maybe he shouldn't Maybe should be p- making such big side bets. The wife's going to be angry. <laughs> he
3: doesn't care. He just wants to get out there on the links.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, just mm-hmm. the fresh air. Some
3: exercise. A yeah. nice walk. Beautiful.
1: Uh, a couple of... Hot, here
3: comes the club car. A couple
1: of hot, <laughs> hot drink ladies. Oh, <laughs> ladies bringing him some hot. Ladies bringing him a drink on the course.
3: Spicy hot sauce.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a great show, Jordan. Yeah, it's such a fun show. It's always great to have Andy Daly here. Am I right? Yes. Always
3: delighted
2: yes. to be here. Well, you hesitated. Yeah, you don't seem convinced. Yeah, my eyes won't focus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got his I'm own... having some
3: ocular trouble. <laughs> this guy's oh, yeah, got no his problem.
1: own great television program coming up February 15th People are going to love this. On HBO.
3: They're going to love it. I've seen all six episodes yeah. at this point. It's and amazing. He's... It's like a three-hour-long movie segmented into six 30-minute segments. This is In really sense.
1: something. It's I felt really, like really it was great. really going somewhere when I watched that first one. I was like, this is the yeah. start of something big. It's really That's funny. That's what I said to it's myself.
2: Really funny and heartbreaking and, and just good. Yeah. yeah. So, it's H- so you did six for HBO. Yeah. I, this, I don't know if this, this might just be... Okay, yep. a little too Hollywood a question. All right, for HBO, do you get the back nine or do you get the back six, or is it just a six episode it's, situation? It's a six episode season. Okay. This is
1: because they sort of because they agreed to do this television program before they got it surprisingly famous.
3: Um, maybe to some extent that is right, but I think also I, I think HBO and the creators agreed that six episodes would be a, a good season, like the you know the British model. And uh yeah, if it comes back for a second season that'll probably be six as well.
1: Yeah, there you go. And I think it's a good call. And listen, I, I don't mean to harp on this point, Jordan.
2: Yeah. But if you
1: don't go You've to, been a- known to harp. If you don't go to AST dot com or Amazon dot com or iTunes and buy Andy Dilly's C D nine sweaters, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs>
3: And a straight-up chump. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> you've, been, you've been played, bitch. Yeah, you've been bogeyed. <laughs> you know? You're a real bogeyman. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, we, we had a great time. Of course, the economy uh, topic will continue. Uh, what are we doing for the economy? People have been doing some amazing stuff with... Andy, I don't know you, you. probably aren't on board yet with the darkish teal ribbon for maximum fun awareness. No. Um, this is a ribbon in the color darkish teal that people uh, wear or display on the internet in order mm. to suggest that they support awareness of maximumfun.org, our website. Oh yeah, um, I we, support that. We, you know, you and I both know that uh, ignorance is the greatest problem that we face in this great country right now. Sure. Um, and a lack, and a general lack of awareness. And also type 2
3: diabetes.
2: That's a distant second. Maybe a lack of second.
1: awareness of type 2 or juvenile onset yeah. diabetes. I see what you're saying.
3: I see what you're saying. It's um, under the umbrella of ignorance.
1: Exactly. So uh, we're fighting this with this ribbon. We've got some amazing stuff already that's been done. Um, Uh, We had one listener on the forum already posted, she already crocheted a darkish teal ribbon beer koozie. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got it's a koozie for a your koozie. Yeah, it's for your uh, beer. Keeps your beer cold. I and think we're in another boogeyman bogeyman situation. Yeah, I, I think I've, it's heard, a cozy. I've heard cozy. Yeah, I'm going to say no, koozie. We,
2: we may have even talked about. Yeah, this we had a, did a whole before.
1: episode about this.
2: <laughs> I forget how it came out. Though.
1: Anyway, the point is, it has the darkish teal ribbon on it. Yeah. Um, and I, so everybody who does something that's really awesome is sending out prizes. There's this guy on the forum called Jarkarn or something like that. He's the, he's the new eccentric British millionaire that posts on the board. <laughs> Um, I believe that all eccentric Britons who post on our board are uh, are millionaires yes. um anyway he's planning to he's planning to put a giant magnet one on his car. On the bonnet, as he so quaintly calls it, adorable, of his car. Adorable, adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if people just want to do something simple, you can just put the button on your website. And, you know, sure. if you go to the website, you click on the blog, if you, if you'll see it on the right hand corner there. You can oh. click on it and you'll get the code just to put it on your MySpace or whatever. That's fine. That's easy. But, you know, we're also giving out prizes for people to do something really amazing and creative. And people have been doing it thus far. Mm-hmm. I've been very well impressed. Um, and two zero six nine eight four four fun is the number to call. Uh, you can also email us at jjgo at fun dot org. And uh, you know that sounds like a great show to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we decide
2: on shovelry? We did.
1: Yeah, shovel- shovelry. Shovelry. Sure. Shovelry.
2: Yeah, I like it. Use it.
1: Hey, guess what, Jordan Jesse Go listeners? There are two count them two full bonus segments of this week's program. You can find them in the discussion thread. For this episode of Jordan Jesse Go on the Maximum Fun Forum at maximumfun.org/forum.